0: Settling is not an option. For me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For The Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alerio. And today, on February 7th, 27 is my 27th birthday yes I I know I'm very very magical here with my numbers but I am 27 on 27 which is quite scary but yeah it is my birthday so you guys know the drill get on my Instagram get on my TikTok give me attention show me love wish me happy birthday this is my freaking day but I'm honestly really scared and upset to say that I am now in my late 20s. So I know that women are always talking about your 30s is like your true prime. And when you get to your 30s, it's just like the best. But I'm not going to lie. I'm really scared to get there. And I was really riding on my early 20s and then being in my mid 20s. And now I have entered the late 20s. 20s era and I am so sad about it so of course we have your early 20s which is when you're 20 to 23 this is like college era and post-college era you're having fun you're partying you're crazy at this time I had a Jersey Shore house with my friends for the summer I was on reality tv I just got my first job you know I just graduated college like I was just young wild and free like truly And then you enter your mid-20s. So that's 24 to 26. 24 is when I started my online business and started really working for myself and just changed everything about my life at 24. I mean, literally from 23 to 24 was a totally different version of my life. At 23, I was living at my parents' house, working full-time, I had no money. I had low standards. I didn't even hold myself to high standards. I just was like I don't know insecure especially with men. I was just a totally different person at 23 and then literally came 24 and everything changed. I started making money. I started raising my standards. I started being less available. I started focusing on me like That was just, it it was just such a different season, my mid-20s compared to my early 20s. And so that is what I truly focused on up until now and that's of course what I'm still focusing on but now I'm in a different season because I feel as though my mid-20s 24 to 26 was truly all about me my selfish years I put myself first in in a good way I'm not saying this in a bad way but but these are the years that I got myself into a really financially stable situation I developed my passions I was able to start investing into myself and working on all different projects like these are the years that I really discovered me and the true essence of my life and now it's not that that's going to change this year but now I'm in my late 20s, 27, 28, 29 and my true hopes for this season, my late 20s is to really be able to settle down and have other components of my personal life be more of the priority of course, my professional life is always going to take priority as well. But I just feel as though this season should be more dedicated to a settling down version of me. And you guys know that that is always my goal. But now is are the years where I feel like that will fall more naturally into place. So as scared as I am to be in my late 20s, I am now welcoming a new season of my life with open arms because every single season brings different things and different blessings and different opportunities and different responsibilities and just different versions of me. So regardless of numbers or anything like that, I am really looking forward to seeing what this season of my life brings me. But I think what I'm going with to avoid numbers and to avoid celebrating my 27th birthday, is celebrating the one year anniversary of being off of my dad's insurance. Aha! Makes me feel like I'm one years old now. It's been one year that I'm no longer on my father's insurance. So I think that's what I'm going to celebrate today, rather than 27 years. I don't know. I just think it makes me sound younger. So before I sat down and started recording this episode, I planned on talking about money today because you guys know that money is something I love to talk about. I feel very comfortable talking about money. I hope that I help you all develop a confidence and a positive mindset around money so that You can all feel more comfortable talking about money, learning about money, making more money, asking for more money, desiring more money, manifesting more money, and all of that good stuff. But then when I sat down, I was like, you know what? It is my birthday. Let me get a little bit more personal, a little bit more about like me in the sense that what is something that people always ask me about and want to hear more from me about. And It comes down to my journey with alcohol. So now more recently I have been sharing that I really have not been drinking. But what I have not really shared too much about is that this is an ongoing thing for me. I've always been kind of back and forth with alcohol. And I will explain the real like you know journey and everything for you guys to fully understand my experience with it. And it honestly does stem from some trauma as well. And I just think that this could be helpful for you all because I do feel that In this podcast, we talk about bettering our lives and bettering ourselves and becoming the woman of our dreams. And I do feel like the woman of our dreams is a woman who is so clear-minded and I do feel like alcohol really fogs our mind and does take a toll on us. So now I'm not going to say that everyone should choose a life of sobriety because quite frankly, I do not consider myself to be sober. But what I will say is that being conscious of ourselves and choosing, yeah, I could go out and not have a drink and just choosing to be able to say no and be able to feel confident and comfortable in your own skin. Making that choice really does help you to level up and become the woman of your dreams. So let's start from the beginning. It all starts in high school. Now, I never drank prior to my freshman year of high school I did go to Catholic school my whole life and I think that we were just a little bit more sheltered like by the time I got to high school and the kids from public school came to Catholic school they all had already been drinking and experience with drinking from public school in like I don't know the eighth grade seventh grade whatever so I wasn't exposed to being around alcohol until, like, the middle of my freshman year of high school. And what I will say is that alcohol always made me really nervous. Like, at a young age, I was scared. I felt like bad things happen to people when they're drunk. I saw the way people acted, and I, it made me nervous that something bad would happen to me. Like, I just was very paranoid about alcohol. It just made me feel very uneasy. So then when I started drinking, it didn't really feel natural to me, but I finally felt involved. And if you listen to my episode about trauma, my interview with Janet Namaste, I talk about having a neglect trauma that stems from when I was a kid. It's not a family thing, but it's more like a friend thing. And you'll hear if you listen to that interview from being left out. So I have this whole feeling about being left out all the time that definitely comes from a trauma at a very young age. And so once I felt involved, I was like kind of addicted to that feeling of like, okay, now I feel like I fit in with everybody. Because when I didn't drink, I always felt like everybody else was cooler than me. I felt like everybody else clicked better. Everybody else had like a mutual understanding that I simply couldn't understand. Like, I almost felt like the kids my own age were older than me. I felt immature. I felt younger than everybody because everybody just so naturally, effortlessly drank and had fun and just got it. Whereas I was paranoid. So I felt like everyone's younger sister, you know what I mean? I did not really feel like I fit in with everyone the way that they did. So, whatever. I started drinking because that was just what people did and I really do think that the drinking was more or less because even though I didn't feel comfortable doing it, it eased my trauma of feeling left out and that was more important to me. And then my sophomore year of high school... I got a boyfriend who was a big drinker and, like, a mess when he drank. So I really didn't drink because, I mean, I I couldn't. He was just, like, he, he was bad. And so I felt like I was always having to, like, take care of him and be you know, in control of his behaviors because he was the type who would fight with people and just cause a scene and whatever. And so that kind of stemmed back to my feeling of paranoia and that initial feeling that alcohol scared me, that bad things happen when you drink, right? So even though now I was like involved with everybody, my initial feeling of like oh my god alcohol scares me something bad is gonna happen as a result of drinking that tuned in more like i channeled that energy more so i really didn't drink that year like throughout that season of being with him and all that kind of stuff i took a big backseat with drinking but then we broke up and I had eased that feeling for a while of being left out because it's almost like when you have a boyfriend, you're automatically included, right? Because wherever he went, I was going. Every time that he was invited somewhere, I was also invited. So I was always out. I was always partying. I was always around friends and I never felt as if I was not included. But then when we broke up, I almost had that feeling come up again of like, okay, now I need to be involved again, right? Now I need to be included with the cool kids. I can't be left out and I need to continue to get invited even though I'm gonna be a one-man show. So then here I am drinking again. My junior year, my senior year of high school, I completely like shifted my friend groups, you know. I was more focused on hanging out with the kids from my school rather than trying to be around you know, who my ex-boyfriend had me go around. And so now I'm hanging out with them and I'm drinking and I'm partying. And that was just, you know, the whole premise of my later years in high school. But then by the time that I finished high school, I was like, I hate drinking. And now that I'm going into college, I feel as though I am mature enough to be able to reinvent myself, rebrand myself. I can go to college And be the girl who doesn't drink. I can be the girl who can have a good time without alcohol. I'm gonna be her. So that was my plan when I got to college. But what happened then was pretty much my biggest fear of being left out. So when I went to college, I did not drink at all my freshman year. And what happened was people would call me boring. Like, oh my god, just drink. Oh my god, like that's so boring. And... I it started to like make me really insecure and I was left out a lot and it's not even to say that I was left out when we would go out because when we when we would go out you know we went out I guess like as a group and like everyone was there and you know that's just like kind of how it was but I would be left out of even little things like going grocery shopping, or going to the tanning salon, or going for lunch, like little things that they would do throughout the day, they would like do it when I'm in class, or like just simply not let me know, or be like, oh you said you wanted to take a nap, like there were just times where they were intentionally doing things, knowing that I was unavailable, and so I was left out. So now for me, that all goes back to that neglect trauma that I had, and or have I guess, and I I kind of related it to the fact that, well, they must think I'm boring. And they must think I'm boring because I don't drink. So because I don't drink, they find me boring. And because they find me boring, they don't invite me. So this is like all different insecurities coming up. And for me, I really couldn't handle that. I didn't have the emotional maturity to be like, well, fuck these people. This is what makes me happy. And this is what I'm going to do. Instead, I was like, Okay, well, I guess I have to drink alcohol because that's the only way that I'm going to be involved and included with these people. And so even though I was so firm in not wanting to be that person, I, I just couldn't not be. Because to me, I feel like what was most important in my life was having friends and having fun. And people, like I cared what people thought about me. And I hated knowing that they were content without me being there. I hated knowing that this group of friends was perfectly fine whether I was there or not. But they all had to be there with each other. Like they had to make sure that this one was there and that one was there. But it was totally fine if I wasn't involved. And that really hurt me and made me feel really insecure. And there were a few times that I actually had confronted them about it and they'd be like, oh, it's not everyone has to be everywhere every time. And I'm like, but no one else has this issue except for me. They're like, no, it's it's not. It's not to say that, like, it's you. It's just that, like, sometimes it's only going to be a couple people. We're not always going to tell everyone where we're going. And it's like, that would be valid and that would be true. If only two of you went, but it's a group of seven friends and six of you are going. So I would take that answer if it was like, oh, me and her just wanted to hang out alone. But that's not the case. You guys are literally choosing to leave me out. And I'm sure that they had their own reasonings and all of that. But I'm just speaking from that time where I just was like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to be more fun. And so the word boring was like a really big trigger for me. And you're going to hear how that played throughout into more present day. But that word of being boring was like the key word. Don't be boring. You have to be fun. Make sure people want to be around you. And so I ended up drinking again. But what I also did was put myself in a position to graduate college a year early So instead of graduating college in four years, I took extra classes every semester. I studied abroad. I did multiple internships for college credit unpaid. I took winter classes and I took summer classes online. I did whatever I could to get my credits to the point where my junior year could be my senior year. And I made that decision my freshman year of college because as much fun as it was... Because truly, I did have an amazing time. And like I said, it's not like I was left out every weekend. Like we went out all the time. It was more like the little things. I did have an amazing time. And I loved my college experience. And honestly, I would do it again if I could change some things. I I truly had amazing years in college. Anyway, my point is, is that despite the fact that I really did have an amazing experience at college, the shit that I was going through with all that, was not worth it to me over knowing that I can make money sooner I could get a full-time job like I'm a hard worker so for me I just was like money and working and all of that being in my future faster is a lot more important than being stuck with friends who treat me like shit half the time and feeling bad about myself like to me I was like this won't happen When I'm an adult, when I'm a working adult, people will respect me more, people will be kinder and these people just have no respect for me, honestly. Half the time they're my friend, half the time they're not and they think that I'm boring and yada 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 so let me just get straight to work instead because I won't have to go through this when I'm an adult, right? Okay, I end up drinking again because like I said, if I didn't make that clear, after my freshman year, I was just way too insecure. So now I have my sophomore year and my senior year because I skipped junior year. And of course, I was drinking. I was trying to be as much fun as I can possibly be. And I did have a good time. I mean, those were some of the best years of my life. But ultimately, you know, it's not really true to who I am and I felt as though I was more or less proving that I am a fun friend and a fun person and I can drink and be cool and be involved rather than being like my organic self. So then fast forward post-college I'm very back and forth with alcohol. I'll go from like rallying and partying Thursday through Sunday, and then I'll go months of being like judging people who go out and drink all the time and being like, Ew, that's so gross. I'm really inconsistent and almost like having a freaking identity crisis with alcohol because I would literally go from drinking all the time to then also saying, like, after that, I'd be like, Oh, I don't drink. People are like, Oh, you don't drink? I'm like, No, I don't drink. When it's like, I mean, I do. I'm just inconsistent with it. And I really couldn't figure out if I wanted to be fun or if I wanted not to. I think my gut was telling me just stick to sobriety. But then my head was like, girl, you have to go out down the shore. You have to be partying. You have to be here and there and whatever. So super inconsistent around the ages of like 22 and 23. But then when I turned 24, I'm like, you know what? Let me start again. Let me just commit to it. So this is when I first moved out of my parents' house. I moved to Tampa. I lived alone. And I did not drink at all. I'm not going to say completely sober because sure, I would order a drink at dinner or maybe I would have a glass of wine at home when I'm watching like The Bachelor or something. So I'm not going to say sober, but I really wasn't drinking. And it was to the point where I was judging every single person who did drink. Like if you went out, if you were partying, if you were going to bars, if you were having fun and drinking, I literally was just judging you. Like every single weekend, I would not leave my house. I was pretty much the definition of boring, which is what I hated being called but i i couldn't understand how people could be so immature and so crazy that they are still going out and drinking on the weekends like i just felt like if you did that i judged you so it's pretty much like everyone who's ever judged me for not drinking i was taking it out on now them for making the choice of still drinking. And it for sure came from my own insecurity of how people would talk about me for being the opposite. But then after over a year, almost two years of living in Tampa and living alone, I realized that I had completely gone into a self-isolation phase. Like, I literally did not leave my house. I literally did not want to see people. It actually got to a point, I think it was when I was just about to move, where I was crying hysterically because a couple girls that I went to dinner with, they were going out after, they were trying to force me to go out with them. And they, of course, they meant it with good intentions. They wanted me to just come, just come, just come. And it got me so anxious That I just started crying. Like I was literally hysterically crying. And I'm like I am too anxious to go out. Like I cannot go out. Like I just had this whole thing with I will not go to a bar. I will not go to a club. I do not want to drink. I do not want to stay out till 2am. And it just got me so like frustrated that I literally started hysterically crying. And they felt terrible of course because they did not mean it in a bad way. But it really like boiled up to a point where I just I completely shattered at the thought of going out so that's right around when I moved to Miami because honestly I realized I was not living my life I went through this now at 24 and 25 years old two very prime years of my 20s like I said my mid-20s of being a complete hermit like no socializing no meeting anybody Only focused on work. I mean, my my business was booming. Those were the best years of my business. But for what it's worth, you know, I was completely isolated from humanity. And you just can't live like that, right? You just cannot hate people for socializing. And that's how I felt. And the thought of socializing just made me so, so, so anxious. So now I moved to Miami. And I told myself, I am going to be fun. But of course I want to ease my way into drinking and all this stuff. Like I don't want to just start pounding down shots and drinking tequila. Like that's just simply not me. But I do want to have fun. I do want to be invited. I do want a social life. That was a priority to me. I did talk about that a lot on my story saying why I was leaving Tampa And moving to Miami was because they're two totally different ends of the spectrum. Tampa was very slow and very easy to just like, you know, not leave your house. And then Miami is like party central and you're going to be around people all the time and be invited out all the time. And so I was ready for the next stage of my life to be more fun. And this was my very first night out. My first night. I was invited out by some friends that I knew that lived in Miami. And I am just sipping on a vodka club. I had a few that night. Now, I was not not drinking. I was drinking. I just wasn't drunk. I was drinking in moderation. Just two or three cups of vodka club, which, you know, is nothing too crazy. But in Miami, everybody drinks tequila, So when I was offered a shot of tequila or a drink, whatever, I was denying it. I was firm in my no thank you. This was the most judged I think I've ever felt ever when it came to going out and drinking. And I just, I couldn't even fathom that this has, I have to go through this again in my life. And when I denied it, she told me, Ew, you're so boring. You're way too sober to be here. You're way too sober for me. I don't like this. You're too sober. I don't like that. And now, at this age, I'm 25 years old. Here goes that trigger again that really got to me in college being called boring and feeling like I am not wanted in this group. And I'm like, I cannot believe that I have to go through this again. I cannot even fathom this. Now, the good thing is that I was mature enough at this point to really stand my ground and say no. And I'm like, I'm not even that sober. I'm just not wasted. I'm fine. Like, I just, I'm I'm fine. Like, I don't want the shot. I don't want to drink tequila. And, you know, it's still a thing in your adulthood. And that it proved it right then and there that people will still judge you for, not wanting to drink and they will make you feel bad about yourself for it. And the faces that she was making at me and just like looking me up and down, like I just felt so out of place and I just felt like I do not belong here. And it literally brought me back to the way that I felt when I was that freshman in high school who always felt out of place and always felt like everybody else understood something, like everyone else had this mutual understanding that you don't have. That's how I felt again. I'm like, everybody else here gets something that I don't get. For me that night it really sticks with me because that was literally my first night out in Miami and I'm working on being more social and I'm working on letting myself loosen up and have more fun after I literally just spent a year and a half in an apartment alone miserable and like judging everyone for drinking. I'm literally trying to get out of that and my very first night out I was judged hardcore for drinking in moderation and not drinking like everybody else was drinking but of course I could not handle being seen as boring or people not wanting to be around me so I went out non-stop I was drinking nonstop, multiple days a week I did stand my ground and really always denied anything like tequila or shots I really just stuck to whatever I, it was that I wanted but now I was going out all the time drinking All week long, even on a freaking Monday, if anyone wanted to go out, if anyone wanted to go to dinner, I was there. Like there was just no, there was no happy medium for me. There was no like, okay, I don't want to be a hermit and isolated, but I also don't need to spend a $1,000 a week, literally. I am not kidding. I would go out four or five times a week and I never spent less than $200 a night. Every single time I went out would be about $200 or more between dinner and drinks. But then still something felt off to me. Because even though I was going through the motions. I still felt as though I didn't truly belong. I still felt as though something was off. And it was because I was not being my true self. I was living for the environment I was living for other people and I found myself being the person who was again trying to prove themselves as someone people should want to be around someone that's fun and then of course I would be the one texting people like can we go out tonight can we go out tonight?" like I was always trying to find a friend to go out like I became obsessed with the social scene and just being like I have to go out all the time I have to meet people all the time and so even if one person wasn't around that I would find another person to go out with and then it's so on and so forth and it just it went on non-stop to the point where one day literally one day I just woke up and was like I'm so over this I'm so over this what am I doing am I even having fun like I feel like I'm supposed to be having fun but I don't feel like I'm having fun I'm hungover I have no interest in working. I don't want to do anything really. Like, I just couldn't understand what was the point of it all. What was the purpose of it all? This is not what I enjoy to do. There has to be a happy medium. There has to be a middle ground. There has to be a place where I feel comfortable. And then that's when I just stopped drinking and I just made the choice like, this is it. I am done. And I made the conscious decision to completely cut off alcohol and to move back closer to home. So in the meantime of while I was looking for an apartment to move, I completely cut off alcohol. I ended up traveling a bunch. I had a few things going on. I went to Arizona for a bachelorette party. Did not drink once. Not even at the pool party. Not a sip of alcohol. I went to Vegas Again, not a sip of alcohol, not even at a pool party, nothing, no alcohol. I'm telling everyone firmly, I do not drink, period, done. Any other comments after that were just, I couldn't even hear them. I went to Italy with my family. I did not drink at all. I took one sip of a drink one day because I I was kind of craving a Bloody Mary. And I was like, ooh, let me get a Bloody Mary with this brunch. And I took literally one sip and I was like, okay, this is absolutely disgusting. So I gave it to my mom because it was so strong I couldn't even drink it. I went to Atlanta. I had a big trip there. Again, did not drink, not even have a glass of wine at dinner. Absolutely nothing. So all this travel and I literally wouldn't even have so little as a glass of something at dinner. Like there was just no alcohol for me. And then I ended up finding a place I ended up breaking my lease short, a few months short of one year, and I moved a little bit closer to home where I just feel comfortable. I just feel like these people get me, they know me, they understand me, they don't judge me, they don't give a shit if I drink or not, they have fun with me. Whether I'm drinking or not, they know who I am as a person, we can just have a different type of friendship. Like there's just a difference when you have friends like the friends I had in college or the friends I had in Miami that like, you know, you kind of just go out. Like that's that's your friendship with them. Whereas my friends at home are people that I can just watch movies with, just chill out with just do nothing with eat dinner with order sushi like we can sit in our sweats and hang out it doesn't have to be something for show on Instagram it doesn't have to be something to go out and meet people like it can just be a genuine time together and there was just such a difference and you know I tried so hard to really get comfortable in other places but ultimately I couldn't because I went from two different ends of the spectrum. In Tampa, I totally isolated myself. In Miami, I became so obsessed with the social scene. And now I feel like I have my happy medium. Whereas I do still invest my weekends a lot into work. I do still sacrifice a lot of my time to focus on the goals that I have. But I also am proactively going out meeting people, making friends. I actually just met the perfect group of girls last week. Let me give them a shout out because I absolutely love them and I've literally known them for a week. But I went out to dinner and next to me was this group of girls and I was with one of my friends who was visiting. So I wish that she freaking lived here because we would be together all the time. But whatever, she was visiting me and I said to her, I'm like, oh my God, the group of girls next to us, I really want to become friends with them. Like, I want to know if they live local because I am, like I said, trying to proactively have a social life, but of course, all in moderation. And these girls just look so nice. I don't know. Is that weird? So whatever, we ended up talking to them. And I was like, not to like hit on you and be weird, but are you guys from here? And how old are you guys? And it turns out that we're all pretty much the same age and that they live here. And now I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing because... They're the type of girls that I just felt comfortable with. I told them off the bat, I don't drink. The waiter that I had actually gave my friend and I shots and we passed it over to the table because we both weren't drinking and they're like, oh my god, I love that for you. And I just felt really comfortable with them and around them. And then I ended up going out with them a couple days later We went to a bar, I didn't have a drink and it wasn't even a conversation. Like it didn't even get brought up. They never even said to me like, Are you sure that you don't want to drink? Like you should just have something like it never even came up. It was just normal to be out socializing without being drunk and just genuinely having a good time, just having conversation and enjoying each other's company. Like it was just a very natural and normal experience. And I feel like I haven't really made friends like that in a while. Like I feel like I've had so much insecurity around being boring, being left out, drinking, not drinking, that it's a very common thought I have in my head when I go out. Like, should I do it? Should I not? Whatever. Whereas, I feel like I just got to a point over the past few months, in, in since 2021, earlier 2021, where I just felt, I'm sick of this shit, I'm going to be comfortable in my own skin, and I haven't really necessarily met people, I think, since I made that decision, And so now that I met these girls, since I made that decision, I just feel confident and comfortable and I almost just attracted. So I pretty much just took you guys on a very long journey from when I was 14 years old to now 26, approaching 27 because I am actually 26 while I'm still recording this. So I did not hit 27 yet, but you guys know what I'm saying. I I pretty much took you on a 12, 13 year journey on my relationship with alcohol. So it is a lot. And you know, I'm not going to say that I am going to be necessarily sober for the rest of my life. I actually was in Boston about two weeks ago and I did have half of a Bloody Mary. So I I honestly I don't know what it is with my craving with Bloody Marys like I had one in Italy but I had about a little less than half and I was like no I'm about to get drunk I might be wasted so I I had to stop myself I did not want to get drunk and I was I was fine but I did try it so it's not to say that like I'm anti-alcohol and all that but it just, there, there's a time and a place and there's the right vibe and the right people and the right mindset. And I think it's all huge factors of how we should really treat ourselves and, and the things that we allow ourselves to consume. And like I said in the beginning of this episode... I do believe that a sober mind is a clear mind and a clear mind makes for a better happier life and a better version of us and the entire premise of this podcast is for us to all get to a place that we feel like the best version of ourselves and all about being just the dream version of you and so I thank you all so much for listening to my story and hearing out my thoughts and my feelings. And I hope that this could help you all in one way or another, even if you don't necessarily struggle with it the way that I did. I hope that it can help bring you some clarity if you have been curious about making a similar choice. Until next time, girls.